Respectfully. What's going on, Respectfully Podcast? Trudge in the building. Trudge, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. Also, obviously, I went to Amsterdam. As you guys know, we got Ori up here in his pajamas last episode. Yep. Yep. Uh, apologies for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. I guess that's probably the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Yeah. The best. Uh, I did a lot of tourist stuff, a lot of sightseeing. Um, okay. Yeah. But no, I had good fun, man. Good fun. Okay, cool. And because he did that, uh, I got, it's not even a punishment for him. <laughs> Right, it's just for five minutes we're gonna do a swap. I'm going over there, and you're gonna sit on here oh. with all the cameras on you on your own, so people can look at you and go, "Well, who is it that made the show tired?" <laughs> so come on, get up, swap. Come and sit here. Hurry up, man! Come on, swap. Come on, swap. Yeah, let me sit behind. Let me sit behind here to see how this looks. Right. All right, there you go. Bit too much. A uh, bit too much light on you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not set for your face. <laughs> <laughs> Mic to your mouth, they're gone. Yeah, go tell us go. how was Amsterdam gone. Amsterdam was very good, it was very, very good. Yeah, uh, yeah. What'd you get up to out there? I had um, I had a space cake, yeah, that was uh, interesting. I thought I died. Um, yeah, uh, explored the sites, you know, explored the sites and the space cake. You're not gonna just leave it on space cake <laughs> and then move past. So, what happened with the space cake? You had it first time, yeah, what was that like? Okay, that was pretty grim. Uh, I Went somewhere where... That is too white on your face. Let me sort this camera. No, that's fine. There you go. Go on. <laughs> Keep going. I went somewhere where I thought I died, basically. It's like, I don't know if anyone out there has ever had a space cake, but you're literally in the room for like a second and then you go somewhere then you come back and then, you know, your, your last 10 seconds are a complete mystery, basically. And it just keeps happening. Like, stay away from space cakes. That's all I can say. Well, okay. So how long did it take for it to kick in? Uh, ooh, about an hour. An hour. Yeah. Are you one of those guys that like took a bite and was like, this ain't doing nothing. Let me take another no, bite. No, no, no. Like, I had the bad experience once before with um, an edible. Let's say that. Okay. And um, yeah, so I was like very, very cautious this time. So I literally had like a little bite. This sounds pathetic to like the experienced stoners out there, but I literally had like a little bit of the cake. Yeah, like a little bit. And it still did mad damage. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Snoop Dogg once said you should never touch those things. Like, you know, that guy smokes a lot of weeds. So. If Snoop Dogg says you shouldn't touch it, then it shouldn't be a thing that should I be touched. I agree. Okay, cool. Uh, what sites did you go and see? Uh, went down the red light district. Of course you did. Let's yeah. go to DL with that. Red light district. What happened? How did it happen? Oh, go. You know, just went sightseeing. You know, I, I didn't pay for anything. I didn't, I had a look obviously, but I mean, like, I wasn't like interested in. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. I could do this from this side. <laughs> I could just switch. This is easy. Is this all you have to do is sit here and go one, yeah. two, I know. switch, I know. switch. Is this all you have to do? Pretty much. Pretty much. Listen, I need to give you more work, man. <laughs> all right. So yeah, you went down the red light district. You didn't like obviously partake. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, obviously just went for a little, uh, little tour, little explore exploration. Um, yeah. That's all I can really tell you. I went to the, the prostitution museum, which was interesting as well it's crazy how they make their money but you know it is what it is all right you uh, should know this better than this mike to your mouth please what sorry. kind of unprofessional yeah sorry he's the engineer what kind sorry. of what's going on here <laughs> i assume my voice is too loud so if i put it here your like voice crazy. is way too soft wow it's not loud that's good i'll take that that's, all that's right nice. so you got right, you went there went to the museum what did you see in the museum that was interesting uh museum basically is trying to tell you that you know like sex work is shouldn't be frowned upon like it's just women trying to make a living of course and um yeah no fair enough uh but it also tells you like the average woman on the in the windows will make like 150 in an hour and an average client is like six minutes and and then you go for like a like a tour of like the actual 
um, of one of of one of the rooms. It's it's a bit it's a bit much. I've got to be honest, but. It wasn't my favorite thing to see in Amsterdam. Let's be real there. <laughs> it wasn't your favorite thing to see. No. What was your favorite thing to my see? My favorite thing. Oh, my favorite thing probably was, um, oh, the torture museum was good, you know. Uh, okay. Hold on, pause right there. I just need everyone to know that I'm I'm right here. Look, <laughs> I know you're not seeking, this 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 guy does not look like Ori Styler. <laughs> I'm right here. I just wanted to put him on the spot for a second. Oh. I'm behind the camera. I'm looking right in your face right now. I'm right here. You hear my voice. I'm not in like a different studio. This is where we are. All right, let's go. Let's go back to Trudge, who's telling us about his experience yeah. at the um, at the museum of, is it called the Museum of Prostitution? Uh, no, it's called like the Red Light Museum or something like that. The Secrets of the Red Light district okay cool let's go back to him there you go carry on yeah yeah so um that was that uh torture museum was good uh wait stop torture <laughs> yeah torture museum yeah there's a torture museum in amsterdam yes yeah i didn't know that and i've been there for several times no it's actually really good i mean i was like the first to get there as well so it was quite embarrassing because i thought i looked i looked way too eager to see some torture machines and that but it was good man um i learned about like the spanish horse and uh witchcraft and how they punished all the people for that is it's crazy um yeah definitely recommend looking at that <laughs> that's a weird thing to recommend <laughs> i hey. recommend everyone go to the to the museum yes i yes exactly it's less painful than a space cake i'll tell you that because that was just not fun at all okay cool when you were out there yeah uh did you yeah uh, walk around into any of the marketplaces and, and areas and so on yes yes i did okay cool so I just need to know with yeah. your trip to Amsterdam. Yeah. Did you see anybody uh -huh. uh, do anything like this? Oh, wow. Please describe on the screen what you're Hold on. I'm just going to jump in the camera. Yeah. This is me putting him on the spot right <laughs> now. Please, uh, Sam Trudge, describe what you see on the screen. I see a man in a black face. In black face. Uh, in what country do you assume this to be? Uh, I'm going to assume that's Holland. That is in Holland, in Amsterdam. They have a... Um, a whole kind of movement uh, with a character called Black Pete. It's their kind of Christmas uh, thing. Basically, wow. they celebrate Christmas. They have uh, a character called Black Pete, who was basically known to be one of Santa's helpers, who was bad. He got sent down a chimney and then came out like this. That is and that, and people dress up like this in Amsterdam all the time. Wow. Uh, yeah, well, not all the time. During this time of the year, which we obviously know is outrageous because... Um, Andrew Schultz has a good joke about this. He says how um, they say that the reason why their skin is black is because he go, climbs down a dirty chimney and he comes out with all soot in his face. And then Schultz said, but what was down that chimney? Oh, like a black hair salon because this guy's curls are insane. <laughs> right? It is obviously very, very uh, negative, yeah. uh, this connotation, but it seemed to be as tradition and culture in the Netherlands which many people have given pushback on because it is outrageous as you can see. Wow. I'm going to ask you as a, yeah. as a man, yes. how does this make you feel? Let me zoom the cameras in right yes. now. Let me, let me, I'm going to make this real bold. Hey, you better say the right words today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better say the right words respectfully, <laughs> right? Because I may have a sprained wrist from boxing, but yo, my left hook is still good. How does this make you feel, Trudge? Very uncomfortable. <laughs> good, that's the good answer. You didn't see any of this happening over there at no. the time? No, not at all. I think Zwarte Pete, they celebrate, like people dress up like this yeah. during December. Oh end of November to December, I think it is. Let me see when the date is. Nah, I, I didn't see any of that. Like, I didn't see any like, I didn't even see any like references to it out there. Either. Oh no, Zwarte Pete is a, um, 
yeah it's very triggering for a lot of people to oh, see right. imagine being a british person or person from america and you go over there and you're just seeing all of these people yeah. in blackface yeah yeah, yeah. just in blackface do you understand what i'm saying oh yes that it, is crazy yeah december every year this is what you're seeing crazy. Wait, is this well, it's still a thing like maybe somewhere in in holland which i obviously didn't see i'll read this now uh it says it right here um a June 2020 survey saw a drop in support for leaving the character's appearance unaltered, right? 47% yeah. of those surveyed supported the traditional appearance compared to the 71% in similar survey held in 2019. So more people are okay with it as the years were going by. But this survey was done in 2020, which means it's still the conversation of, is this something that should be going on? Yeah. Uh, should we change it around? We're still having a conversation yeah. about this. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Right. Wow. That's, uh, no, I did not expect to see that. That's crazy. Like I thought Holland was quite a sensible country. Oh no, it's got its sensibilities in many ways. It's very liberal in terms of the idea of, um, women who would like to use their bodies for, to make your money and work in sex work. We're okay with that. As long as you're legislated to make sure that your body is insured and that you get your regular checkups, et cetera, et cetera. They're okay with that. Yeah. But with Zwarte P, it's still very much out there. Because uh, they say it's not supposed to be racist, but you can understand having blackface, big pink lips, and yeah. a fake Afro hair. Yes. And the idea of Zwarte P is if you're a bad kid, he will take you, or Santa Claus, oh. is there Santa Claus, will take you and uh, leave you in Spain if you're a bad kid. So kidnapping as well is attached to the idea of Zwarte P. Yes. Gonna well, put the camera right on your face, right there. Oh my God, no. I Look what you've done to us. I'm sorry, yes. Look what your people have done. <laughs> And you're going out there supporting Dutch, <laughs> Dutch tourism during Christmas. Sorry, wait, How do wait. I know you didn't go? I didn't see any pictures of you out there. How I do know. I know you didn't go out there and start dressing like that as well? To <laughs> I have not seen a single picture of you out there. No, actually, I saw one. The one, right? yeah. yeah. Just yeah. one. <laughs> I ain't seen any others. How do I know? It's not nice being on the camera, innit? Having no, to have no. the pressure of having to be able to articulate yourself <laughs> with all of this, innit? It's very uncomfortable <laughs> with both the lights and both the cameras on oh. you like this. It's not nice, is it? No, no, man. This is why. <laughs> Was sweating in that interview it was crazy like. we're gonna definitely redact that because i don't like his name on our podcast but nonetheless <laughs> nonetheless it's not easy being on there and behaving yourself is it yeah and then no. you gotta get me to do it at eight o'clock in the morning because you want to go out there and dress up like zwarte pete you know what respectfully you need a slap in your face you need a big slap in your face sam all right let's swap back come back all right, all right cool i can tell that you're feeling a bit uneasy right now yeah let's swap back hold on all right we're swapping back we are getting back Back to our regular programming. There you go. The lighting was set for my face, not yours. <laughs> All right. right. All right. Oh, we're back. Uh, we are back. You're someone that doesn't mind even being on camera, though, so that's a problem. I kind of want you to be on camera and feel shame. Yeah, no, I've, I'm, I've been there, man. I've been on You've Been Framed. Like, you can't embarrass You've me been on You've Been Framed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like my first big thing I used to brag about, but... You've been on You've Been Framed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what's the video of you on You've Been Framed? <laughs> So I was uh, a youngster, right? And I was being pushed on a swing and the swing broke and I fell back and cracked my head open. So it was great. Wait. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's really qu- quickly talk about this. You were on you being framed. Yep. Your head was cracked open and you got, and your parents sent that video of you being on you being framed yep. with your head cracked open for the sum of 250 pounds. Basically, yeah. Yep. So the trauma that your head took for being cracked open from a broken swing, your parents looked at it and said, Bingo! Is yeah. that what they said? <laughs> yes, exactly. Respectfully, that. your parents are trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> your parents are trash. You think if my kids' heads get cracked open, I'm sending that to you be framed. 
I, Mr. and Mrs. Trudgel, yeah? <laughs> Let me tell you something, yeah? Disrespectful. <laughs> Your son's head was bust open and one of you were holding the camera and the other one said, that's the money shot. You lot are disrespectful. <laughs> Try, so wait, let me get this right. How many, wait, your head was cracked open. You ended yep. up on you've been framed. Yep, yep. Stitches. I can't tell you exactly the, the extent of it, but okay. I just know I was quite badly hurt. And um, sometimes, I don't even know if they still have it on TV, but if you watch like the best of you've been framed, sometimes that comes on. Do you ever, hold on. Do you get like, every time they air it, like yeah, Christmas yeah. and they do the best of you've been framed. Yeah. Do you ever get like a little additional like a money? Movie. For your trauma? No. I, that is well, disrespectful. I don't see it. I don't think my parents see it. I know it. <laughs> How much so, do your parents make for that? Is it 250? It was 250. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've still got the VHS somewhere at my mum's house. I'm certain. Like, yeah. Your parents are disrespectful. <laughs> disrespectful. I think it was a buyout fee. So, you know, now that trauma is stuck with me and I see nothing for it. So that's great. There was a buyout fee. I'm sure there must have been. I think that's what it is. 250 is buyout fee. So they that is, do, you know what a, do you know what a buyout fee is supposed to be if you feature in a program? Yeah. So it's, it's more than 250 pounds. Well, yeah. Your head got cracked open for 250 pounds. <laughs> nah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your parents, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Trudgel, hey, respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> you're terrible i'm sorry <laughs> nah that's that's if it was a thing where you fell off the swing and yeah. you were okay yeah but from you cracked your head open nah <laughs> nah nah are you cool with your parents now yeah yeah i'm all right both of them yeah 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 i'm sweet i mean <laughs> i was more offended by the haircut at the time like i had a bowl cut which was that probably saved who, me hold on <laughs> who cut your hair that ended up on you being framed. If your parents, if one of your parents cut your hair, then put you on that swing, and then you cracked your head open, I'm starting to think your parents set the swing up to break. Because what I'm seeing is poverty. So let's pay for Let's not pay for our son's hair to get cut. Let's cut our son's hair ourselves because we can't afford the real cut. How do we make some money off of this idiot son that we got right here? Yeah, Here's an idea. Um... I don't know what your mum's name is. Susan. Here, Susan. What's your, I don't know what your mum's name is. Donna. Donna. Oh, that's even worse. Donna. Donna. Put him on the swing. I've sorted something out. And get the get the camcorder as well. <laughs> Why we need a camcorder? Don't you worry. We got this. All right, Trevor. I don't know if it's his name. but So Donna has gone and got the camcorder and put you on this swing after cutting your hair. Yeah. Pushes the swing up. The swing snaps. Your head cracks open. <laughs> All right, what's there a This will go to Jeremy Beadle. <laughs> Your parents don't love you. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I respectfully. Now, I'm sure they do, but they, they also love that 250 just as much. Oh, yes. That is wild. <laughs> I, I yeah. get, I'm getting to an adult age. I'm doing the same thing back to them. Oh, no. Watch, listen. <laughs> Donna, I'm not trying to plant any seeds in his head, yeah? But I will say this. Donna, if you're ever, if you, God forbid you ever get in a wheelchair, right? And he, for some reason, your son gets a camera out and, and just wants to wheel you uphill, right? Then gets a phone call and then for some reason, let's go and you wheel back, but one of the wheels fall off. <laughs> and with inflation, that 250 be about like 315. <laughs> and you see Jeremy Beadle Jr., I don't know, they're trying to do you being framed. That's wild. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So I mean, bro, I ain't ashamed of anything anymore. Wait, hold on. Is Jeremy Beadle passed away? I think he did, yeah. 
R.I.P. Jeremy Beadle, man, that was a legend. Let me yeah. just double check. Let me not say R.I.P. Yeah. He might be still alive. I think he did as well. <laughs> Jeremy, there we go. Jeremy Beadle. Yeah, 2008. The legend, man. Oh, wow, I didn't know it was that. Before. Yeah, man. Wait, was it Jeremy Beadle that you've been framed? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Beadle. And then it was Harry Hill. That was it. Afterwards. That was it, yeah, yeah. Jeremy yeah. Beadle, then Harry Hill, yeah. yeah. There you go. Bruv, you were on You Been Free. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. All for a cracked head. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't think it's affected me now, though. But... <laughs> Donna. <laughs> Donna. You put your sign on track. You Been Free. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna make this racial, but <laughs> ain't no black people <laughs> cracking their son's head open <laughs> and then sending the evidence <laughs> to Jeremy Beadle for two fifty. Oh man! It'll be a next conversation <laughs> the next day. As soon as that airs on the Tuesday, I right, Wednesday morning. <laughs> yeah, hello, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> yeah, your your son. <laughs> Your, your son Travonte, we saw him on television the last night. We wanted to want to have some words about his safety. That kid will get sent to social services. You get away with so much, man. Oh, oh mate, I'm sorry, Donna. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Donna. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no kid should ever been put a free you been afraid you been afraid is reserved for stupid dogs and cats that's oh, how yeah. i see it yeah no i agree, agree. they have cats that do stuff like they'll they'll see like um they'll see like a, a window and think it's open yeah and yeah, they'll yeah. jump bang into it <laughs> but the cat's fine they got extra lives yeah your son donna your son had one skull <laughs> oh that's rude yeah that would you do that if your son hurt himself Cracked his head and then, cause you got to yeah. wonder yeah. that VHS had to get set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Exactly. That's a good point. There were no camera phones back then. Yeah, it's true. Your mum or dad had to set up a tripod, a V. Them camcorders <laughs> were like this big. No, that was it. It was a giant like flipping camera. Nah, they set you up. They wanted you. They wanted your skull. <laughs> but they would. How, would did would you say that you had a a, a poverty stricken upbringing? I wouldn't say poverty stricken. No. I don't know. I don't know. I, your mum and dad's going to hate me for this. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Would you say, were, were they broke? Were they okay? Or were they rich? They were okay till they got divorced, I think. Okay. Are they uh, together? Okay, no worries. No. So they got divorced, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did this head crack happen before or after the divorce? Before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go even deeper. Respectfully. <laughs> respectfully. So <laughs> respectfully, who called for the divorce? Uh, I think it was my mum. Your mum? <laughs> yep. I don't know what your dad's name is, but Trevor's fine. <laughs> yeah. You might call for it. Yeah. And Trevor, you made me feel my son have to go on Jeremy Beadle's show. You, I never wanted to crack his skull open. You told me to bring the camera. And now look, he can barely count to five without twitching. <laughs> I'm done. And you spent that 250 at the bookies. <laughs> Respectfully, of course. <laughs> nah, nah. Hey. Donna, big up yourself, man. I know why you ended it, right? Because <laughs> after after that 250 got delivered and, and they took tax, they took service charge, delivery, whatever it was, and that went down to 226. <laughs> Miss, I, you could tell me to be just stop at some point. I'll, I'll no, keep no. going. This whole episode will be you've been framed. I don't oh, that, care. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> 
Hey, anyone who's listening to this, if you've been on You've Been Framed, let me know. If you haven't been on You've Been Framed, but you've watched You've Been Framed, let me know. And then also let me know, would you let your kid <laughs> bust his skull and get on You've Been Framed? Are you sick in the head? No, no, it's not happening. I'm not doing it. Trudge. Not doing it. I want to know if anyone else has been on it, how much they got. Hold on. Have you got siblings? Yeah, I got one brother. Did he end up with you being framed? Nah. So nah. they bust your head and not him. Yo, hey, nah. So, listen, if I'm going on you being framed for a bus goal, everybody's coming with me. Everybody better get on this swing. No, we need to do it with the same camcorder. Everyone do a take. And whichever one is the funniest, we're sending in. And after that, we get our money from that. We send another one in, but we dress up the garden differently. Every Everyone is ended up on You Been Framed. You can't bust my skull, put me on You Been Framed. And then in the end, afterwards, I now have to be the one that has to see that trauma every year. How old were you? Oh, I must've been about four, five. Social services need to call Donna and Trevor, yeah? Donna and Trevor, social services owe you some backlog of questions. Got my guy out here. Ah, yeah. you been framed. It was good. <laughs> it wasn't. I swear, if I see it every it, like, I swear, if I see you been framed, I am staring through <laughs> and I'm watching. And if I see, if I see a kid four years old with eyes that barely open that droop like this, I'm gonna call you because I know it's you in here. <laughs> I'll be like, Trudge, I think that's you. And I look. If I see him with a bowl cut and his eyes barely open, and he like a skinny kid who doesn't seem to know how to wake up with his eyes. Cause they're so small and always smiling and never know how to do a frowny face. Yeah. And if I hit Donna in the background, I have folded you. I'm saying, yo, you need to call Harry Hill or somebody because this is disrespectful. That is out of order. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey, <laughs> right, you lot follow Trudge and send him some love because he after that trauma have ended up on you being framed. Yo, this whole episode will be you being framed if we're not hey, careful. Hey, I don't mind. I don't mind. I, I'm be willing you to delve deep. Not. Did you see any of the money from your mum? No. I am. Listen, I'm <laughs> flinging mum on a swing. I don't care. Mum, mum, do me a favour. Get on that slide for a second. And that slide will have a gas heater underneath it, yeah? Burn off her skin when she's coming down. I don't care. You can't put me on you before embarrass myself like that. And then I bet you, every time it was on, she's calling up everybody. Everyone, oh, everyone, listen, yeah. listen, listen. Sam's on the telly. Yeah, no, nah. No. Your mum is disrespectful. Bro, that was it. That was exactly it. I'm sure we had like a viewing party and everything. <laughs> Your mum set up a viewing party. Your mum put you on You Been Framed and set up a viewing party. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, come quick. Yeah. Watch my son bust his skull. <laughs> Your mum is out of order. <laughs> Your mum is out of order. Yeah, I've actually just realised how out of order she is, actually. That's that's not cool. Your mum is out of order. <laughs> Yo. No. Hey, <laughs> hey, Mrs. Trudge. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Trudge? Mrs. Trudge. Mrs. Trudge. Oh, wait, yeah, no, not anymore, I guess. But okay. We're we'll still with Mrs. Trudge. <laughs> All right, cool. Ms. Trudge. Donna, listen. <laughs> Donna, you owe your son an apology. <laughs> he should never have ended up on one of their prank shows. All right, for American listeners, you've been framed. I don't know if you've got an American version, but it's one of them shows where your kid or your cat or you, you mess up, you fall over, you slip, you, you do some funny stunt or whatever it is. By mistake, he gets caught on camera by accident. Wink, wink. Donna, we know what you did. 
And then it gets sent off and then you get 250 to look like an absolute fool. And then afterwards, they keep the rights to your foolishness forever and ever and ever. <laughs> and they rerun it whenever they want. Sam had his head bust from his parents, which is horrible to say when I say it the way that I've said it, respectfully. <laughs> but it a, a cat is a cat. A snake is a snake. Do you know what I mean? A spade is a spade. <laughs> and a, a bus head is a bus head. <laughs> they, they set up their son to, they set up their son to go on onto you been free. <laughs> and then afterwards did a watch party <laughs> for their four-year-old. I bet you're there with the head band-aid looking at <laughs> three or four teeth missing. Did I do okay? <laughs> this makes so much sense now about you. This makes so much sense. The amount of times I'm sitting there going, bruv, don't you realise what's going on to you? Uh, no. <laughs> No, I don't. Sometimes I phone Sam. Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> Sam, can you get here real quick? Okay. <laughs> that is so bad. Respectfully. I mean that with all the respect. Respectfully. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. Just Sam. My camera ain't on because my face is red. <laughs> Sam. Is it from what? From the head injury? or <laughs> You oh. should never have been you've been framed. Yeah. That is some that that is some poverty stricken <laughs> abuse that you had to put up with. Nah. Hey, is 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 Donna coming to doghouse comedy? Nah, she can't even leave the house. <laughs> she's like in a bad way. Oh, oh. sorry. I'm telling this in a bad way here, but nah, she's not uh she she yeah, she okay. ain't coming. She ain't right. coming. <laughs> my bad. My bad. She's probably, you know, she's having karma for a 250 pound trauma. I, you know? <laughs> I, I, I weren't going to say it. I don't know what bad is bad, but. Yeah, we need to. Is, are you cool with your brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. I need to phone him and like, and just say, look, bro. <laughs> is is there any, is there any chance that you, that for some reason, you might have ended up on like, I, I don't know. <laughs> When dogs go wild or something. <laughs> oh my god! Is older or younger, brother? Younger. Oh, you're the older. How many? Yeah. How many years younger? Five. Five years younger. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You ain't gonna get vexed what I said about it. Nah, nah, nah. All right. Yeah, What's his name? <laughs> Harry. All right. Big up Harry, blood. <laughs> big up Harry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, Harry, it's fine. I apologize. He, he didn't it. have to with like he didn't have to withstand any of that trauma. And it's always like you know, I, I get a lot of comments sometimes saying, "Oh, yeah, your brother's well cute, man. What happened to you?" Oh, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Well, well I think know? we don't now. Yeah, exactly. They were he wasn't put on a swing at the age of four. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm gonna do one even worse for you right now. <laughs> yeah. You were four. Yeah. Harry's five years younger than you. Yeah. They done busted up their first. Time. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Let's try again." <laughs> he was he. He was the he was he was a tester, and he's all right. But let's get Harry involved. Harry, let's let's have another one. <laughs> <laughs> were you a kid? Were you like ever allowed to hold him as a baby? Or nah, never. no, no. Nah, I, bet, I bet not. I bet not. I bet not. <laughs> bet not. After that, no way. Yo, no. All jokes aside, after twenty minutes of ripping into your mum like that, I don't like. Putting your kids on like you've been framed, 
like that. Wow. If it was a natural thing that happened by accident, I get it. But, mm. but like, I will ask the question. I will ask her. Like, ask them, please. Yeah, I will. I will. Come back next week and say, look, I spoke I to mom about you being framed. Yeah. Did you set up the swing? Yeah. She probably did. I don't think she did. I'm not going to put her down for that, but it just sounds suspicious. Uh, it all sounds a very lot. It sounds a lot suspicious. Yeah, you, you could be right. You could. Like, <laughs> I think I I think when it's something that's naturally that's happened that no one's had any harm, like mm. injuries and stuff. So, oh yeah, I got, I'm going to address my injury in a minute. But um, it, yeah, I think it should be uh, like that's all right. But when you're telling me you bust your head, <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a boxing injury. Yeah. Yeah, I was punching um, a bag. Uh, the wraps that I had have like a, a hand like grip thing. Yeah. You put your hand like on like a glove. Or in German, uh, the exact translation for the type of glove that I would have had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finger hand sure. <laughs> Don't laugh. Finger hand sure. It literally translates to finger hand, uh, hand shoes. Nice. <laughs> a shoe for your hands. But the ones with the holes at the top. Yeah, yeah. Finger hand shoe. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I knew my German was going to come to to play. Yeah, it's called finger hand shoe. But yeah, so I put on my finger hand shoe. Yeah. But it's the one with the wrist wraps on it for boxing wrist wrap. But mm. the gap here broke. So when I was boxing, it broke in between. Mm. It starts to slip down. Right, so the yeah. grip here, I didn't put on tight enough. They start to slip down. Yeah. Then I keep boxing, boxing, boxing. I think I gave the bag a real solid thump, but I must have landed it a bit stiff. Yeah. Um, and it just, I felt it spraying my wrist. And I still continued to punch the bag for like 10 minutes. Oh, after. wow. Yeah. I should have stopped them. I said, nah, I got it. I just got, um, I had other wraps. I put them on. Yeah. And then um, I just started boxing, uh, punching the bag with the other wraps. So. Bro, can I, like, is it, have you like actually got it scanned? Nah. Oh, right. So I recently thought I sprained my wrist, right? Because I played in some football tournament. And yeah. I'm like, anyway, so I was like, I was in, it was like burning and everything. About a week later, I was like, no, nah, it's still hurting. So I went to get a scan. It turns out I broke it. And like, so, bro, honestly, I would go get that scanned. Like, because the first time we met as well, my doghouse thing. Yeah. Um, when, uh, I think it was Nestor with the MC. I can't even remember now. Jesus. Nestor like, was, yeah. When he's, he's gone to shake my hands and I took the splint off because I didn't want people thinking it was part of my axe. So I took it off and his Nestor's grabbed my hand. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so I was like, bro, I've got a broken wrist. <laughs> Is it that bad? It was bad, man. But like, if that's like causing you grief still, like, go no, get that Do you know what? It only causes grief when I twist it like this. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. I'll try and see. But I I can still like hit. Yeah. Like, I gave you one little birthday bump on your arm, and that felt solid. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Yeah, that's could fine. you have done? Could you have done that with your wrist? When nah, you nah. I don't. I think it's a sprain. I'll give it a few days. Yeah. I'm wearing this. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Right. I want to go boxing again though. <laughs> and it's better. It was the first day. It was fine. Yeah. Second day, I felt the pain. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't. You, yeah, get that checked. <laughs> I hope it's not that. It, it, I'm going to give it a few more days. Yeah. If if I feel like... Oh, you're making me worried now. No, man. no, I'm sorry. Would I'm I go sorry. doctors or something? Or, not doctors, I go hospital, innit? Yeah, yeah, just go to uh, the one. That, there's a walking thing around here. But is it 24 hours? I'm not too sure. I better double check that. Yeah, have I'll a look, Because I'll go after this tonight, because yeah. I'm not editing tonight, am I? No, no, that's me. That's yeah, me. yeah, yeah. After, yeah, made me have to edit the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Of the 8 a.m. show we had to record. I'm sorry, once again. And it didn't even come out on time that same day, oh, the next day. Sorry. Wonder why. 
All right, hold on. Let me see if the hospital is open. No, that's all right. Um, if it's 24 hours. Yeah, it's 24 hours. And they'll do a scan like tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, um, oh, I went, literally went in, checked it. and they were, I was in and out in like 20 minutes. And uh, yeah, they'll, they'll tell you, man. It's crazy. Well, it, yeah, I just hope it isn't because I don't want to, because if it's a sprain, I'll box again. Yeah. But if it's a break, I'll probably do worse to it if yeah. I don't. Are you still going gym? You've still been going gym? I went gym today. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I I did that and uh, the nurses started laughing at me when I said, oh, I've been going gym and like, <laughs> I didn't even realise my wrist was broken, so. I'll go after this. Yeah. I'll go after this. All right. Yeah, man. All right, let's move on. Uh, not not serious right at the top. I want right. to just go into. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go with um, something a little bit. Let's go with this one. Oh yeah, okay. Cardi B appears to confirm split from husband Offset. These two keep breaking up and get back together loads of times. I uh, know, I know. That's what I mean. I was like, I was thinking, I wasn't even going to talk about this really because this is. I'm not going to be funny. They're going to be back together by tomorrow. Like, well, by the time they say that, up. but she said she's been split from him for a while. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Speculation about Cardi B split from Offset grew when she posts on social media saying, "You know how when you just outgrow relationships." I'm tired of protecting people's feelings. I got to put myself first. The, I remember the first time they split because apparently he got caught cheating. Like the first time, yeah. he went on a campaign to get her back. Yeah, I saw. Mega campaign. I saw. Come to concerts, profess his love for her, all oh, sorts. Yeah, I saw. Well, I've seen like videos of him like supposedly cheating as well. Like he was like live streaming something once and he was like typing on this phone. Yeah. Cardi's coming to the room behind him and he's literally just like hid this phone. So like. And everyone was like online basically saying like, oh, come on, man. He's still cheating on her and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I've always seen like stuff with him, like where he's like basically saying how much he loves her and like, oh, that's my baby mama, man. Like I can never picture myself with anyone else. And I don't know. But like. 31 year old told her Instagram followers she was single during a live stream on Monday saying I've been single for a minute now, but I don't know how to tell the world whilst on a live stream. I feel like you just did. Yeah. The last time I got off on got on live, I kind of wanted to tell you guys, but I didn't know how to tell you, so I changed my mind. Okay. Oh, prayers. Hope they're all good. Who not like I don't I think there's only so much that it'll take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they have a child together. They don't have to stay together. They're both very successful in their own ways. Yeah. Um yeah. Was a question that you I think you put on your Instagram the other day actually about like getting back with your ex. All right, let me talk about that whilst we mentioned this, right? So Cardi and Offset, I think the, the year was 2020 where I remember mm. that they broke up and got back together again or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember, I know the reason I remember that because um, Uncle Murder did his wrap-up, mm. the yearly wrap-up rap, rap one that he does. Yeah. And it was in the 2021. Uh, they got back together. I don't know what how long the break was. I don't know what the reasons were. I just know from the outside they broke up. She was visibly not happy with him and split off with him and then he was chasing her back saying i want my 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 wife or yeah my wife back because they got married six years ago it says yeah <clears throat> so here we go look in 2018 one year after the couple got married in secret the rapper posted on instagram to say they were no longer together see what i'm saying yeah so that was 2018 and then 2020 scroll down um there you go look the pair reconciled later on but Cardi B filed for a divorce in 2020. See? Mm. Um, that's what I remember, the 2021. Oh, they got two children together. Sorry. 
The rappers have two children together, a five-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. Okay, so getting back with your partner. All right, I'll ask the question to you and you tell me what you think. Yeah. All right, you and your partner mm-hmm. break up. Yep. You've been together for, let's say, two years. Yep. You you have a break from, like, you break up, you're split, whatever. Yeah. Maybe six months. Yeah. You get back together again yeah. after that. Yeah. And you're, and that when you get back together again, it's now another, uh, let's say it's a year. Mm. So it's three years, six month break, one year back on. Mm. Do you count that as three and a half years or like you only count, excuse me, from when you started that second relationship? I, oh, this, that actually happened to me, to be fair. So uh, I ended up counting it, I think. Cause, the break? Yeah, because I think the break was like literally like five, six months, I think. I don't know. But we still like just counted it because... Okay. We at least take like half of it off, like be like twelve and a half years or something like that. Okay. So I think the difficulty in counting it mm. is one, you have that break and you may have been up to other activities in that break, which if you split up, mm. you're allowed to. Yeah, yeah. But if you count that time, then you are also in somewhat of a fashion. Yeah. Counting the time that you've been with your partner, yeah. but I've also been with other people. Yeah. And that sounds sticky. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds sticky to put in like to one box. 12 and a half years. Six months out of sleeping with other people. Yeah. 12 and a half years. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It sounds sticky. Yeah. It's a good point. So I, I, but I've been on that where I've counted, I've been with a partner and we've split yeah. for like three, four months. Yeah. And I may have dated trying to move on because in my head, I don't think we're going to go back together again. Mm, yeah. But then we do. I think for some people they go, well, the break, what if the break is intended that we are going to get back together again? In my head, I'm like, well, you shouldn't have a break. Mm, yeah. Because if you are having rough times mm. and you just want a break from a relationship, yeah. but you know you're going to get back together again, then you're not really built maybe for the relationship. No, I think you're right. It depends on the type of whatever the issue is. Yeah. I know circumstances of people that are together, yeah. but some real major things have happened that require them to maybe get their mental health right. Mm, yeah. Like you're, you've been with your partner a long time, but now your partner becomes the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So even though you don't necessarily want to, for your own mental health and stability until you, so you can understand what the trigger is and what's going on, you may have to separate and live separately. Yeah. But I think that intent is not to separate permanently. It's to separate and then figure out what the trigger is, where your mental health is at, get better. And then when you are of a right mind, mm. then go, do we want to continue this or do we leave it at that? Yeah. But when you have a breakup, like we're not doing this, I'm sorry, we're gone. Yeah. You go. But six months later, you come back. I think you don't count it, me no. personally, because your intention was to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got up to other activities in between. Yeah. So your intention's gone. You come back and then people like to go, uh, let me just add it all together. Yeah. I found when I asked that question on social media, and I could be wrong on this. Yeah. Excuse me. I found that the men said they just count the the lot the bit we were together at the end. Yeah, like the year. Okay. So two years, six month break, one year. The men were like just count the year. The women, majority, if not all, not majority, I'll say, said just run it all up. Mm. And I think, without trying to speak for for women, 
I can only really speak for me because I can't even speak for all men. Yeah. But I think based on the, the answers they were giving and the reasons why, it, a lot of them would have just rather count that because to them, saying you've been in a relationship for a year doesn't sound as juicy as three and a half years. Yeah, doesn't yeah. sound as serious. Yeah. Two, for them, based on the image that they may have with other people that may know they were together before, rather than tell them we had a break and then we come back together. They would just rather just group it all up. So when everyone has any questions, to avoid having to get into any details, they just say three and a half years. Yeah. They don't want to go, well, we broke up and da 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. <laughs> but there were some, just a handful, yeah. that were like, I would just say the whole thing of, we, we did, we've been on and off three and a half years. Yeah. Some people just did that. I think that would have been my answer. On and off three and a half years. Well, we've been on, we had some off times, we weren't together, but the whole total of us knowing each other from a relationship capacity yeah three and a half years yeah. that's why i would say everyone's answer is different yeah and i get it I, i'm not going to say there's a right or wrong answer i just think what i saw was a lot of the men were answering like so yeah man and i think because a lot of the men were like because i got active in them six months <laughs> i got active in them six months it's a real interesting question yeah no it's true Very it true. came about because i was on stage and i said it i asked this couple yeah. who were sitting there, how long they've been together. They said 11 years. Yeah. But then, then she jumped in and I went, wow, that's great. Then she jumped in and went, well, you know, inconsistently. Yeah. I was like, what she's saying is we've been on, we've split, yeah. done our thing, come back. And when she <laughs> told me she was 26, instantly knew the gap where it was inconsistent, university. Yeah. Instantly knew. Because yeah. if you're 26, both of them are 26, been with each other from school, mm. they don't really know themselves yet. They broke up at a point, went to figure out who they are and are not, yep. and then come back and yeah. boom. That's what I thought it was. Oh, hey, that's that's nice. Yeah, nicely said. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think I think that's what it was. Mm. You know, the more that you the more I move my wrist, the more I feel like I've broken it. Oh just no, see, said. I've psychologically done this. I'm yeah, like, now all of a sudden my wrist is gonna be at a right angle. Oh, or no. something. It, does it burn? That's the real question. Burn, no. Oh, it doesn't man. burn, um, yeah. but it clicks every time I move it. That's a worry. I'm going to hospital afterwards just to see how it weighs, yeah, so yeah. it'll be fine. It'll be all right, um, right. Yeah, that break thing is a is a weird question to ask, but um, yeah, it's because it's everyone can give a different answer and different reasons. Yeah. There was a girl that I know from around here. She gave an answer which had nothing to do with the price of bread, respectfully. <laughs> and if she <laughs> no, nah, if she hears this, I don't care, man. It was it weren't even. I'll message her and say, look, I used your, I used your reference. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. Right. Um, she responded, but she didn't respond in the questions bit. She messaged me privately and her response was, um, oh, I count all of it. All of it. Okay. Yeah. I count all of it. Right. right? And I said, and she goes, if I have a meal mm. and then during the meal, I take a break from eating and have a drink of my water. <laughs> And then put it back and then go back to eating my meal. I don't just count how long it took for me to eat my meal by that last bit. And I said, that doesn't work. We're not talking about a meal and the water. Bro, talk, those things well, go together in my eyes. They, like, they, are, they are a meal. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about a plate, right? <laughs> yeah. They are a meal. Yeah. And I said two things. I said, one, if you're going to use an analogy of food, yeah. it'd like be asking how long did it take for you to eat this plate? But then you ate it for 20 minutes, stopped, went off to go and eat something else on a different plate, yep. stopped, come back to the first plate. Yeah. That's what that would be like. Because yeah. if you had a break and you went off elsewhere, yeah. then she said, oh yeah, but then 
oh yeah, then like, um, but in, if I'm having a break with my partner, there is all the intention to go back. Yeah. I wanted to say, if you're having a break with intention to go back, you're a manipulator <laughs> because you're having a, like, you're having a break knowing you want to go back. Mm. If you have a break because you don't know what you want and you don't know if you want to be with this person or you know you don't want to be with a person, cool. If you have a break knowing, I'm, we're going to three months off, but I'm going to get you back. Yeah, nah, yeah. bruv. You're out there trying to fling out pum pum to other people. <laughs> That's how it sounds, isn't it? Yeah. When when I said that, I didn't say that a bit to her, but I did say, um, it, it would also be like having something to eat. If you wanted to measure how long you uh, it took you to eat a plate of food mm. and you, st you started eating it, you took 10 minutes to eat then stopped for an hour and then went back to the plate and you finished it off in another 10 minutes. It's not an hour and 20 minutes. It's an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Sorry, hour and 20 minutes. It's not an hour and 20 minutes that it took for you to eat that plate. It took 20 minutes, but you stopped. Yeah. So if you want to add out how long your meal actually lasted, it's the 20 minutes yeah. that it took for you to eat it. If you do something else for an hour in between, you don't count the hour and say, I was eating my meal. You could have gone toilet, had a shower, whatever, and, and <laughs> gone out to, to the shops, come back. Yeah. You don't add that to meal time. She's like, oh, we just add the whole thing. She just wants her relationship to seem like it's long. You know who you are. Shout out to you. I'm going to say shout out to you, G. But that was a dead answer. Then, then the response to that, oh, it was so weird. Her, her response to that straight after was, it's a chicken and an egg kind of conversation. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with origins. The whole chicken and egg discussion is about the what comes first. What is the origin of? Where did the idea start from? Has nothing to do with a relationship break. <laughs> but yeah, big big up UG. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's a good one for, yeah. that's going to get clipped up for social. <laughs> yeah. Didn't really talk about Cardi and all that, but hey. Yeah, yeah, no, it's oh, cool. Well. All right, what's next? All right, stick on the subject of, uh, I guess, going hospital. Um, so this doctor has warned people to stop. Basically, if you need to sneeze, sneeze. Seize the sneeze. Never stifle a sneeze. Doctors uh, uh, well, warn sorry, never stifle a sneeze. Warn doctors after first case of man tearing a giant hole in his throat from holding in a sneeze. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> so he, he tried to hold in a sneeze and he's tore a hole in his throat. Oh, I, I mean, you can't really see from the x ray. Well, actually, no, you can see that bottom bit, the pressure. Unnamed Scottish patient in his 30s tried to stifle a bout of sneezing by pinching his nose and closing his mouth when driving. Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, while driving? Oh, okay. I've had a situation like that before, but I would never like... I'm not... I'd pinch if, my nose. <laughs> I'll be real. If I'm driving in my car, I'm sneezing. Every, <laughs> yeah, exactly. My, my saliva... I have to! I have to! It's going everywhere. It's my car. Yeah. But yeah. unless... You, if you're in public, you're trying to hold it in because either you were... Maybe in public where some of you have to be quiet. Yeah. Like, you're like a human who wants to be a millionaire yeah, yeah, audience. Yeah. Like, no noise. Yeah. Something like that. Or you're in like a meeting or in a church or something. Yeah. But not in my own car. <laughs> and if I'm trying to stifle a sneeze, why am I holding my nose and closing my mouth? <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, you blow your neck. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. All right, scroll down. Whoa. Let's have a look. The first known case of its kind, it ripped a small hole between the third and fourth bones in his neck. Oh, yeah, that's mad. That is wild. Oh, God. Yeah. It gets worse as you read it. <laughs> All right. The pressure from the sneeze was so great, it tore uh, 
the 0.08 inch hole in his windpipe and had to get rushed to the hospital. Yeah, he was in agonizing pain. The doctors could hear a crackling noise when he breathed, although he was still able to talk, swallow and breathe. The case should serve as a warning to people not to avoid, not to, sorry, not to try and hold in a sneeze. He said everyone should be advised not to stifle sneezes by pinching their nose whilst keeping their mouth closed. This could result in a trachea perforation. Hey, prayers and wishes, man. Get yourself good. <laughs> Just let it out, bro. Yep. Yeah, man, I'm never doing that. Anyone, t- if, I sneeze in, if I sneeze in someone's face, hey, you! <laughs> I'm st- Oh man, why'd you do that? Cause my guy in Dundee. <laughs> you never hear about the man with the hole in his neck. <laughs> yeah, but couldn't you have done it that way? No, 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 no. Just, your face is fine. The man suffered from allergic rhinitis, a common condition where the nose becomes irritated by stuff that you're allergic to, like pollen. Was that like hay fever then? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh yeah, look, there you go. Many people refer to this as hay fever. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, it's to sound smart. The next time someone says, oh, what's going on? Oh, I have um, allergic rhinitis. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Parked in the disabled bay. Mate, I left my badge at home. But you don't look it. What's wrong? I got allergic rhinitis. I'm so sorry to have disturbed you. <laughs> allergic rhinitis is hay fever. I'm using that from now on. Allergic rhinitis. Okay. Yeah. Well, All right. Next up. All right. Next one. Right. Bit of a topical one, I guess. Prince Harry is ordered to pay publisher of the Mail almost fifty thousand after he lost latest stage of legal battle. Zoom in, please. I've never actually seen where I didn't think the Royals could ever lose a battle like this. In all honesty, I always thought this was. Well, um, remember, he's he's kind of been banished from the royal umbrella. Oh yeah. Yeah. So even though he is someone who we still consider as a royal, yeah been banished from that umbrella so whatever tools of protection they might use yeah he, they they ain't giving <laughs> that to him no more yeah. prince harry was today ordered to pay the publisher of the mail almost fifty thousand after he lost the latest stage of a legal battle a high court judge ordered the duke of sussex to pay legal costs incurred by the mail on sunday tmos tmos after harry failed in a bid to have the case decided without a trial right what was it? What was the the problem with the published? What what got published? He was like, uh, if I remember correctly, like they were like printing like private information about him again, and so I thought he's. I think he decided to try sue him, and uh, yeah, I don't think it works. Oh, there you go. The Duke is suing the Mail on Sunday over an article which claims his PR aides tried to spin his dispute with the Home Office over his decision to downgrade his taxpayer funded police protection. Okay, so basically, the Mail on Sunday wrote something about his decision to get rid of his police protection yeah is that yeah okay downgrade his taxpayer funding police protection yeah right taxpayer funded police protection so throw the taxpayer funded bit out the window because that's just them letting us know we pay for his police like um okay dispute the home office over its decision to downgrade his police protection they tried to spin his dispute or claims his pr age no that's it the Mail on Sunday tried to claim that his PR, yeah, public relations team, tried to make his dispute, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's just, just 
It's wordy, uh, this one. <laughs> it's, it's not even this wordy. It just screams of royal privilege. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Even if you're not under the royal banner anymore, it yeah. just screams of it. That's true. I don't... Can we scroll up? Yeah. No, I don't know how anyone could ever badmouth Megan. She is stunning. Oh, I agree. I Brother, agree. Megan is... Look, at, she's stunning. Anytime I see Megan in the news, I always think, here we go, they're going to try and mm. say something negative about her again. Yeah. I'm not going to say that anyone's perfect. She's not. No mm. one is. But I have never heard anything from her to warrant the onslaught she gets. No, I agree. From the press, right? Yeah. But the one thing you cannot deny, and I think that's why a lot of the press use her as a target, mm. is she is stunning, bruv. Yeah. Oh, my God. She is stunning. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, to me, I say stunning. To you, I know your taste. <laughs> I ain't saying that in a minute. Bro, there's a reason I started with Cardi B splitting with offset. Let's just put it that way. I'm yeah. a big fan. I know. I know your taste. For as alabaster as you are, you do like them a little, you know, a little bit darker than you at the very least, yeah. right? You like, obviously, some complexion and some melanin. And yes. I respect that, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do I. <laughs> very much love melanin. But you, bro, because you have the freedom to not to, and no one will judge you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So well done to you. Yeah, you know you. we look good. You know we love, we're lovely with the chocolate on yeah. us. It's lovely. Oh, yeah, yeah. You love that. <laughs> but don't do the whole novelty thing. Hey, guys, I got one. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen, if I ever hear. That's why you went Amsterdam, innit? See, this is what I'm saying about you, bro. You went out there during the season where Black Pete's around, and you thought this would be fun. I should bust your head open, bruv, and then call you be framed. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> nah, Megan is stunning, man. I love that. As a couple, they look great when they're great, man. Yeah. Look at that. That Like, both smiling, both happy and all of that. No, good, man. Do you feel like there's any, like, truth to all of the slit, uh, the the stick that they get, get about them not working out as a relationship by all these newspapers? Nah, not at all. I they're don't think so. I think they plant those seeds in a newspaper saying, hey, look, by the way her little finger is bent during the wave, yeah. you could tell they're not in love. Yeah. Oh. And I think they, they want that to be... Like, what did you do? Break something? Uh, no, no, no. It's all oh. good. I think they want that to be the case, but I don't think there actually is anything to it. Yeah. I really genuinely think that the news are like will spin enough in the in their news cycle to get that going to cause them enough stress. Yeah. To them, for them to maybe question like their circumstances, but these two are two kids deep, still married, left the country, happy where they are, trying to find their way, getting the onslaught from the British public, and still able to go. We're doing what we can, and we're getting by. Yeah. Yeah. So well done I'm, to him. I'm a big fan of him. Big fan of him. Yeah, well done to him. And anyone who doesn't like him, I mean, <laughs> you look as good as Megan. All right, next one. All right. So I was thinking about this one, but okay. So, but uh, maybe you've got something to say on this subject. All right. Essentially. I'd, uh, all right. The headline says bitter comedian, <laughs> but I just want to say this to Gary. Gary, I'm not saying you're bitter. The headline says it, all right? Yeah. It says, bitter comedian claims common Christmas joke is his most stolen, which he wrote in 2004. Comedian we're referencing right now is the one-liner, Gary Delaney. Big fan. You a fan? I love one-liners. Like, so I'm quite hot okay. on like, um, one-liner comedians. You like Tim, Tim Vine, Vine yeah. uh, Milton Jones, yeah. Gary Delaney. There's a few on the circuit I, I love as well. Uh, Mark Simmons. Mark, uh, oh, Mark Simmons is great. Yeah. Uh, Chris Norton Walker, which I've yeah. had the experience of working with many times. He's he's great. Uh, yeah, no, I just love one-liners. I, I think um, it's a real art to it, that. I mean, like I do like, I think storytelling is, mm. 
it's, it's hard. I think I've got like more one-liners in my set than actual storytelling, which is okay. probably a sad state of affairs, actually. I really need to figure out what well, I'm doing. The thing is with one-liners, the jokes that they are is you can put them in like mm. quick stories, Christmas crackers, like what's been going on here. Yeah. One-liners are those kind of <laughs> jokes where they are given, like you could open a Kinder Egg, yeah. one-liner kind of joke is yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Or um, or a call and response, not call and response, or a answer, a question and answer joke. Yeah. What happens when da 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 da? The answer da 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 da. It's not a whole story and stuff. Because one liners are so popular, and because some comedians do them so well, mm. they become synonymous with them. Milton Jones, you cannot copy Milton Jones's one liners. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying Gary's ones can or can't be taken, mm. but Gary's one liners are just very much crude one liners. Yeah, right. So um, I've seen this video already. Gary's one liners are like. Like the one of the ones that he has said, um, I was, this is one of Gary Delaney's jokes. Yeah. He goes, um, "Oh, what was it?" There's one where he goes, "Put um, up the Christmas tree." Oh yeah, that's I think that's the one he's talking about. I think that's the one that got stolen. Yeah, um, but he yeah. has got like a, a joke of like, uh, "Was it?" I've just put fuel in my escort. She drowned, or something like that. Like, you know. <laughs> but that's the thing. He's got edge lordy shocky jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think they're uh, no, they're dope, mm. but the shock factor of them one line shock, but they're very easy to put in Christmas card or yeah. Christmas cracker format, which has evidently happened. Yeah, I mean, every joke has been written by someone that has been redone. No, let me let me clear that up. <laughs> Not comedians on doing stand up on shows. Yeah, yeah, every joke you see in like a Christmas cracker mm. has been written by someone, mm. or every knock knock joke somebody thought yes. of somewhere. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And then get repurposed and reused in all these kind of books. Mm. Yeah. I've never seen like a reference or a, or a, or a um, what's the word? Uh, a, a citation oh, right, as to yeah. where it came from yeah in any of these joke books 101 not not jokes mm. they were not written by the person who wrote that book yeah 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 <laughs> if you do jokes that are like that i wonder if the people that take those jokes yeah put them in these thinking well they're jokes for everybody mm. without realizing this someone has written them and this is their livelihood yeah yeah because story jokes are hard to take this is this is not a criticism on Gary or any other comedian that's one-liners, mm. but when you do one-liner jokes, you're not going to do one-liners about your life. Yeah. You're doing one-liner jokes. Mm. Comedians that write stories about their lives, things that go on around them, or put them into the joke, you can't take them because mm. it's a story. It's not going to fit in a Christmas cracker. Yeah. All those things are hard to kind of make, like make transferable to different platforms. Yeah. And thus those are the jokes that are harder to steal mm. or harder to put in Christmas crackers and not quote like or cite who yeah. who made the jokes so if you are a one-liner comedian maybe there is a part of you especially gary who is one-liner crude mm. milton jones is like one-liner surreal yeah which is hard for christmas crackers you have like you have to hear him say some of the jokes that he does yeah yeah tim vine one-liner physical comedian mm hard to put in christmas crackers because you have to visually see the joke yeah <laughs> do you see what i'm saying yeah 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 like he's got jokes where he'll pull something out <laughs> of like his sleeve mm. and he'll then look at the camera and go oh, um like i'm trying to get to the bottom of this 
Something uh, like that. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of <laughs> joke where you have to see the visual. Yeah. Uh. Right? I love Tim. He's so animated. Whereas Gary is Mike, crude, but one-liners that every pub guy is going to yeah, take yeah. down and note down. <laughs> that being said, I don't, I'm not, I don't think every, any joke should be stolen mm. by any means. Yeah. Uh, stealing a comedian's joke isn't funny and it can actually be illegal. Really? Yeah, it can. Is it illegal? Yeah. There, <laughs> I'm be, I'm this. All right. I'm not going to go into the details of this case, but two comedy friends of mine went to court over something that had happened like this. I, no way. Yeah. Wow. I didn't British know comics and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's the first time the precedent was set that um, comedians were in court over who made this joke first. Wow. I ain't going into details. Yeah, yeah. If you know, you know. If you don't, you can find out elsewhere because yeah. I'm friends with both of these guys. I ain't going to bring that onto the podcast. Yeah. But there was a whole court case around it. Um, or either a court case or like two court cases like sue and counter sue. I ain't going into details because it's, it's, it's for them who, if they ever come on this podcast to tell their stories. Mm. But yeah, with this one, Gary went public and saying people have stolen my jokes. Um, Amy Schumer got accused of this, of joke thieving. Loads of people get accused of this. It happens so often. Yeah. There is a line where I, I said this on the podcast. People have taken stuff that I've done on stage. Mm. People... I'll never, if someone takes an idea that I've done on stage where it's to talk about a topic mm. and there's going to be similar references, like for example, football game. Yeah. Something wild happens at a football game. Like the referee that got punched up in Turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. If I talk about that and then somebody else talks about that, yeah. we're going to have similar things oh, yeah. to talk about. Yeah, yeah, sure. So stuff is going to sound the same. Yeah. He might have heard me talk about it and then want to talk about it or he may have started his own way. Yeah. Hold on. My phone popping off. Of course it is. <laughs> All right, one second. No worries. Recording podcast will call you back. All right, bye. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. So, and we're not cutting that out. I can stay in. Sweet. All right. Making your life easy for this edit. Have you yeah, noticed this? Yeah, I know. I Look know. how great I'm being on the mic. No difficulties, <laughs> but yeah, you want to come on here and make it hard for yourself by saying certain words. Man, kid, shut up. Anyway, um, we might have a similar premise. We might have similar things we might see. Yeah. That, there's no joke taken in that. I think everyone just attacks the same topic at once. Yeah. I remember when the Olympics were going on in 2012 in London, every comedian had jokes about the Olympics. Yeah. 50% of them were very, very similar, if not the same. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's stealing. I just think that, that everyone's got similar premises. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Then you have when comedians do jokes that are generic, not topical for things that have happened, generic. Mm. When you're in a relationship, when you have children, yeah. when you work in an office, generic stuff mm. that if it's not personally done to you, it's going to sound like when everyone else does it and it's not personal to them. Yeah. The same stuff in office. Sharon from HR, <laughs> your food is in the fridge. Who's taking your food? Do you know when you're in an office and people do A, B, and C? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you have jokes which are, per like those are going to have similarities. Mm. You do find people that steal in those jokes. Yeah. Because I like that premise. <laughs> I can make it mine and make it about me. Yeah. Then you have ones which are personal. I used to work as a children's entertainer 
there's not many comedians that can say that. Mm. I've had stories of when I've had to dress up like a superhero, but they can see my skin and they know at the time Spider-Man wasn't black. <laughs> Real story. If someone else did that joke, you know where it's, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Not other comedians can say that they were Spider-Man mm. as yeah. a kid's party entertainer yeah. and they were black without thinking Ori has done that. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to my guy, Travis J. He's got a perfect joke which is specific to him. He talks about going to a protest. He's going to be at the uh, Camden Christmas Cracker, isn't he? He is. Yes. Camden Christmas Cracker. Well done. I like what you did there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Travis does a joke. Yeah. Which is he's, he's one of his in his specials. Yeah. Where he says about going to a protest, mm. which he did. All on the news. Him and KG, shout out to them too. Yeah. They went to BLM protest. Yeah. We're out there. He was also working, I think, at the same time in office. Yeah. Come back. He talks about when people at the office see like a news article yeah. with the pictures of him at this protest. That happened. Yeah. If somebody else wrote a joke like that, you'd be like, that is Travis. Yeah. yeah because yeah. not only was he in the news mm. for being at protest with KG, yeah. he also went back to the office and what he talks about happens and he amps it up nicely. Yeah, it's yeah. a very Travis joke. And he does it so well. He's a great story writer. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin, Kevin J. My brothers, I love these guys. <laughs> Kevin J just did his, we did a work in progress together this week. Mm. He's currently doing his Soho theater run. As we're recording today, it's his second day doing the run. All oh, right, yeah. Sold out his entire run. Yeah. I watched his uh, work in progress for the run that he's doing. Mm. And he's got bits about him being a father in a relationship where it's an interracial relationship. His missus is black, he's white. Yeah. And the specific of the upbringings that he has had some people will go but interracial relationships happen but mm. the, the point is he touches which i don't want to speak on because he's not released it in a public special yeah, yeah. you've got to see that for yourself wherever he performs that show after the soho theater run yeah the the topics he talks about relative to him are very much his upbringing that he that of the areas that he was brought up in yeah the parents he had the parent he is becoming whilst in a relationship which is an interracial relationship, having a son with dual uh, dual raciality. That's not a word. I don't know. Dual <laughs> heritage. Mm. Yeah, raciality. What's wrong with me? <laughs> dual heritage. All of it is very him. Mm. Also, stories that he has about things that he's gone through, very him. If someone else took that, you'd be like, that's Kevin. It's not just his joke. It's his story. So you can't take it. Yeah. When people try to do that, that's when they fall afoul and they look so bad. Because that's too obvious. But people aren't stupid enough to try and take the obvious like that. They try and take the stuff which is the middle ground where you've got generic stories, but the way you delivered that was better than mine. I'm going to take that little bit there. <laughs> and that's the badness. Those That's why I like storytellers. That's why I like comedians that actually show you them. Mm, because yeah. everything that's specific to you. Like I, I speak German. Mm. I speak about it on stage. Yeah, yeah. People are like, okay, but there are loads of people that speak German. Mm. But I look like this. And I'm British born. Yeah, yeah. But my family from the Caribbean, I speak German. Yeah. Not as I'm, I'm losing my fluency because I, I need to keep up the practice. Mm. But I do that. And when I talk about on stage, about them when I go skiing. Yeah. There are comedians that I know that are black that go skiing, but we know what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. I talk about in the special, they look at me <clears throat> like, well, I've heard people talk about this, but I'm talking about from an angle of, I know I ski. I yeah. ski really well. I do every year. Talk to me. <laughs> Not a common thing. Yeah. So it's like them angles. It's, it's, it's personal. Talk about like long distance relationships that I've experienced from yeah. my angle. It's going to be personal. You talk about 
life from a more personal angle, it's hard to steal. When you do one-liners, with all love and respect to one-liner comedians, because Milton Jones is in my top 10 British comedians. Yeah. All because I love watching his one-liners. Mm. When you do them, if they're one-liners where it's not the, like performative, theatrical, it's not got a lot of like physical charisma to it, it's more just talking one-liners. Yeah. It's, it doesn't feel personal. Um, how did his name just skip my mind right now? And I had his name earlier on, on the tip of my tongue. I don't get no respect. Oh, right on the tip of my tongue. What's wrong with me? And I watched his. I watched. Um, <clears throat> I watched his stuff like every couple of weeks. I don't American. get no respect. Comedian, huh? American. Yeah. yeah. One liner. Look, what's wrong with me, man? How bad is that? Yo, I'm foul for that. And you know, people are listening to this going, we're screaming the name of the guy, right? But I'm literally here like, yo, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh. I didn't, but when I started this topic, I had this t- name on the tip of my tongue, Rodney yeah. Dangerfield. Yeah. His one-liners, he made them personal to him. Mm. Everything was self-deprecating. Yeah. One-liners about him, mm. right? And he would then also say, I I get no respect. <laughs> and then show you why he gets no respect in one-liner fashion. Yeah. You couldn't take a Rodney Dangerfield joke because his one-liners were all about putting himself down and things that he would, he'd include of his wife, he'd include his doctor, yeah. he'd include his lawyer. And those are the people that he made. He made his one-liners personal. Yeah. Oh, he's got some of the best, like, he's got some of the best one-liners, man. Let me read some of these out. R.I.P. to Rodney Dangerfield, man. I think he's one of the greatest one-liners. And he would just go yeah. like that nonstop. <laughs> he had them sideways. <laughs> I love watching Rodney Dangerfield. In that gruff voice as well. Always used to grab his tie like that. <laughs> no, honestly, always used to grab his tie. It was mad. <laughs> he's got great one-liners, man. He goes like crazy stuff and it's the speed of how he says it, right? Yeah. The speed of how he says it is fantastic. Like, I'll, here we go. Men who do things without being told draw the most wages, right? Yeah. Which is silly on its own, but he would fit in the middle of something. He goes, I have three kids, one of each. He'll oh. fit in the middle of something. <laughs> and it was so quick. When I read them like this, it doesn't sound good when I do it. Yeah. Cause I'm not Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> he says, "When I, <laughs> what a dog I got." He found out we look alike, so he killed himself. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> it's self-deprecating. I'm. Yeah. He's not saying. He's saying I'm the ugly one. Yeah. yeah. And the dog realized he looked like me. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I." He's got some bad ones here. I was so depressed that I decided to jump from the tenth floor. They sent up a priest. He said, "On your mark." Oh, listen. Get though. set. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean <laughs> when I was a kid my parents moved a lot but I always found them <laughs> he was so stupid but this is the 70s and 80s yeah yeah quick like that when I say them it don't sound good when he says them beast <laughs> do you see what I'm saying yeah. I came from a he's like I tried it I came from a real tough neighborhood you know why every time I shut the window I hurt somebody's fingers like he said, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying he would say it like that. I was so ugly, mama. 
But I was an ugly kid, you know. I was so ugly, my mother used to feed me with a slingshot. Like, he'd say <laughs> stuff like that. If I say it, it don't sound good. Yeah. One, because I'm not that ugly. And two, <laughs> I just don't have the voice that he has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he was, my old man, I tried, I told him I tried. I, my old man, I told him I'm tired of running around in circles. So he'd nailed my other foot to the floor. <laughs> he was just, he would do about a hundred of these yeah. in like a 20 minute set. Wow. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Off the dome. And he would link them, like he would put them in like a family section yeah. and then a work section and then a doctor section. Like, have you heard about my doctor, Dr. Vinnie Bumbats? You've heard my doctor, right? And then he'll say what stuff that is doctor. Yeah. yeah, you know my doctor, Vinnie Bumbats. I went to the doctor because I swallowed a bottle of sleeping pills. My doctor told me, told me to have a few drinks and get some rest. <laughs> he was crazy, man. <laughs> but you can't copy people that are superly like yeah. make things them. Yeah. Yeah. So I say this to say, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to put down Gary. I think every comedian should do what they do. But mm. if your stuff is ended up in Christmas crackers, mm. I also think that there is a, there is like a flattery attached to that. Mm. However, you're going to be like, I wrote these, you lot are making money off of my jokes, selling yeah. Christmas crackers, selling books which I think is where his angle is. Now, stand-up Gary Delaney is known for his Christmas cracker jokes, but one joke in particular he claims is his most stolen joke by a mile. Um, he claims he started including the joke in his stand-up sets 2004 and since found it on T-shirts, in joke books, and included in panto scripts. Uh, I've seen my jokes in books that got bigger advances than I did for my joke but book as the actual author, I see them on Christmas cards, etc. There's nothing you can do about it, but yeah, it's annoying. I'm glad he said that bit because it's, it's, it's true. Mm. The particular joke gets repeated more at Christmas than, than Slade's Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> and not don't, let's not exaggerate. It's no, your, your, none of your jokes get played <laughs> and repeated more than Slade's. <laughs> so here it is, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I swear to you it doesn't. <laughs> I swear to you, it doesn't. Slade make every year. Hold on, Slade. <laughs> Let's not push it now, because that's that's a good joke. <laughs> Slade, Merry Christmas, everybody. Every year, mate. God, I hate that song. You don't like that song? <laughs> nah. Nah, there's two Christmas songs I cannot stand. Mariah's one of them. Oh, really? I don't like Paul McCartney's. Oh, I'm not right now. I don't care about Yeah, that. good. <laughs> Here we go. Slade's single, Slade's 1973 single "Merry Christmas" has earned has earned over 500,000 in royalties for frontman Noddy Holder and bassist Jim Lea during the festive season. Yeah. So far, that was in 2013. They make in royalties every year. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> the top earning songs every year are as follows: Slade in. Slade makes a million every year for the song that was made in 1973. See, now that's clever. Don't take the buyout fee, hey, mum. <laughs> don't don't set your kid up to get his head bust, Donna or Trevor. I don't know which one. I keep calling him Trevor. It's not his name. It sounds better. It's fine. Oh, is it Barry? Barry <laughs> Barrington. Yeah, man. Slade, one million every year. That's crazy. But yeah, and yeah, all right, let's have a look. Scroll down. Here we go. So the joke is right here. Don't play it. I don't, don't play it. 
was that or not? The joke is right there. I'll say it. So this is a joke that Gary says. I went to buy a Christmas tree. The joke goes. The guy said, are you going to put it up yourself? I said, no. I was thinking the living room. Crude joke. <laughs> Not personal to him because we don't think Gary's putting Christmas trees up himself. <laughs> That's why it's like an easy one for people to take. However, in the comment section, some viewers were skeptical of the joke. Someone said, you seem quite bitter in all your replies. To delay, which, which Delaney hit back. I get stolen from a lot of people. Um, and so I get stolen from a lot and people make a lot of money using my work without credit. So I think it's understandable really. And I, I'm, I'm for that. I hear that. Yeah. I expect that you think this is reasonable that you're, that you are paid to perform your job. I expect, oh, a second person said, how do you feel about your stolen jokes? I mean, I can imagine it flattering, but also guttering that others get the laugh. Well, it sounds like he feels pretty peeved, to be honest. I bought a book of dad jokes that contain this classic. A third said, didn't think you were allowed to do stolen street jokes in an actual stand-up set. A fourth said, so people are accusing him of stealing the joke as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. That's like, like just kids probably, they like, don't understand. No, I've seen that happen. Really? Yeah. I've seen it happen where a joke of mine mm. that I've done nearly 10 years ago, yeah. someone's like done something similar nowadays mm -hmm. theirs is tiktok yeah tiktok popular i might someone might find a clip of my old joke from nearly 10 years ago <laughs> and then someone go on my page oh i've seen this person do something similar yeah. and then someone else will jump in you know this is 10 years old yeah before tiktok came out <laughs> so i've seen it happen where people it's just kids that don't know yeah that what again this is what an egg and chicken conversation is. To which, what was the influence and what was the not, or if there was an influence or not. So yeah. It is what it is. I've seen that happen. I don't even care, you know, I'll be honest. I always feel like if a joke is easy to take from me, then I need to joke more, make, to make a joke yeah. more specific to me mm. or more funny that people know is mine so much so. Like you can't do Kevin Hart's, all right, all right, all yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Kevin. Yeah. So I, I need, you need to make more jokes that are so much you that no one else can take them. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, man. Shouts to Gary Delaney, man. Uh, I hope that um, you know it's not easy to see your jokes get taken. Yeah. I hope it doesn't hit as hard. Do you, you know who Gary's married to? Oh yes. Uh, oh Sarah. No, uh, Sarah Millican. That's it. Yeah. 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 Imagine a, a comedy couple like that, man. Yeah. Both who've done big, big tour. I think. I mean, respect. I think Sarah's like bigger mm. arena tours and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. both of you are married. Both of you are comics. Both of you like understand comedy in the industry and stuff that's dope man yeah yeah no, that's dope it, man. and both you know when it's time to go home i don't want to be funny to nobody <laughs> i don't want to be funny to nobody yeah I, I get it so yeah hold on nah i'm not uh, all right let's get this one let's go all right let's talk the topic that i wanted to talk about all right all right so before i get into this topic ladies and gentlemen um i wanted to bring it to like the podcast one because i wanted your perspective as well charge yep and two I mean, there's so much things going on in the world that yeah, we yeah. see that are so bad and so negative, right? Yeah. But the problem is, is that because we, you see some that are so big that get a lot of attention, yeah. some get slipped under the radar. Mm. And right now, uh, what's been put under the radar quite heavily, which I'm seeing because I've got friends and family heavily involved in this because they are from the communities oh, over right. there, yeah. um, is the tensions that are rising between Guyana and Venezuela mm. over the territorial dispute. Yeah. Now, um, I'll get. Let's give some backstory first. Mm -hmm. uh, Guyana, which is a country 
that is based in South America, mm. right? It borders near uh, Brazil and Venezuela. Many years ago, I think early 1900s, mm. maybe uh, early 1900s or the end of the 1800s, I think it was early 1900s, yeah. uh, National Court Justice had set borders as to where what is where in terms of where the border of Venezuela is and where the border of Guyana is, mm. right? Yep. Guyana, within the borders of Guyana is an area called uh, Essequibo. Yeah. Which belongs to Guyana. Mm. The other side of Essequibo is where the end of that is, is where the border is of Venezuela. Mm. So Venezuela has its land, Guyana has its land. Yeah. South of that is got Brazil's got borders down there as well. Most recently, um, government of Guyana, particularly the president, has mandated that that area, Essequibo, mm -hmm. is they, they want it to be theirs. Not only yeah. do they want it to be theirs, they've taken steps to move over and reclaim that land as their own. Right. Yeah. Thing is, Essequibo is in Guyana borders. Yeah. But there has been tension during the history mm. that Ven that, P that the government of Venezuela believe they have right to that claim, yeah. even though it's still within their borders. So they're doing what they can to trample over there, reclaim it, take it back. Yeah. The land that they want to claim, the reason, I think the main reason that we see why they want to claim that land mm. is because it is rich in, uh, potentially rich in oil. Yeah. You claim that land, it gives, I mean, you're looking at massive money and income yeah. to your country, especially if you let outsourcers come and mine your land for oil. America, uh, like this, Europe, yeah. parts of the world that will want that. So the problem with this is, is it's like, if you take emotion or opinion aside, it's mandated as land in Guyana. Yeah. Venezuela has said, we are going to get this, mm. Right. If you go further back in time, Venezuela have said, well, the reason why we are claiming this land is because in the late 1800s, 1899, yeah. 1899 it is, they said that they were the victims of um, conspiracy to steal their land mm. because uh, Guyana was a British colony back then. Yeah. So they say that the British colony set to make that land a part of Guyana, as opposed to it being rightfully to what they believe is rightfully Venezuelan. Yeah. So that's why they're like, well, we're claiming it back now. Mm. And it's caused a whole dispute. Yeah. It's two, it's a Kibo and the land that they want to take is two thirds of Guyana. So you're talking about a small country in South America or reasonably small country in South America. Mm. And you want to take what is effectively two thirds of their land. Yeah. By marching over, reclaiming it, using military force to do so. The people that are in Guyana right now, forget again, forget the past and the disputes of the past, are sitting there going, This is our land. We've lived here. We have family here. We have we have um history here. We are following the rules of the NCJ, who have said that this is our land. Yeah. And you are now committing um an act of um of invasion to come over and reclaim that land against the mandates of the NCJ, yeah. National Court Justice. Mm. So we're now seeing people cross those borders, Venezuelan armies uh, crossing the borders. Um, and the scary thing is, is that Guyana is a, is a country that in effect, really can't defend itself of its own merit. Very small. It's very small. It's not a military country in, yeah. of the sense. Mm. 
um, you're looking if you if anything happens to a place like that, you need the backing of yeah. UN, Britain, a big giant USA yeah. to come and help defend you. Yeah, for sure. Interestingly enough, yeah. Brazil have jumped in. Okay. I, I could be wrong in this. I'm going to double check this again. But from what I also checked, because the border at the south of Essequibo, going towards the south, is where the Brazilian border is. Check yeah. on the map for me if, some, if I'm correct. Because Brazil have gotten involved in this. And also there's been calls from assistance from Brazil. Yeah. Um, but during, I think it's the south of Essequibo is where the northern border of Brazil would lie. Brazil being a huge place. Right, scroll up. Like, zoom into that. Yeah, can you see right there? Yeah. So you see where Venezuela is? To the right of Venezuela yep. is Guyana. Mm. And if you can see that little bit just under the G, under the, the, the Guyana for where the G is. Oh, yeah, sorry. That, right there. Yeah. That would be the south of Essequibo, that border. But then uh, not, south of that is Brazil. Venezuela oh. would have to, at some point, enter through Brazilian borders to get over to Guyana. So this is where Brazil's getting involved going, hold the phone. <laughs> yeah. You're not stepping into our land to do this because we also don't think that what you're doing is correct. Yeah, oh, right. And it, it gets bigger and bigger because now mm. there's talks of Venezuela being influenced by uh, Russia and Ukraine and oh, what's been okay. going on in terms of annexing land in that side of the world yeah. and then being supported by um, Iran and like... Mm. Lord knows if that's just, if that's spin or mm. if that's actually what's been going on. Right now, the biggest thing that we saw that the, the Guyana needed to do is to have the support of yeah. the UN. Yeah. Be, the Britain, USA, and also mm. Brazil, who border onto the side of Guyana. Yeah, yeah. Today I saw in the news that, um, I think David Lammy said that he's supporting, that we that Britain have are given their support to Guyana. That's good. Yeah. Um. Don't know what's going on with the US. I think they said we're with Guyana or we stand with Guyana. Mm. I have many, I mean, I'm Caribbean, many family, like Guyana, even though it's in South America, yeah. is considered to be a Caribbean country. Mm. It's not in the islands around the West Indies, yeah. but it's considered to be a Caribbean country, okay. right? Yeah. So culturally, they are very much of like towards us, yeah. similar to, um, I would say not really Suriname. Suriname kind of is a bit of both of influence of South America and and the West Indies, but what we're seeing is is Venezuela. I mean, you see the size of Venezuela, and their army's huge mm. compared to Guyana. They've they've gone through the borders with loads of loads of trucks. Then you've got people that are jumping out, living and and trying to set up shop and just yeah. immigrate, like throwing immigrants into Guyana. Some of them could be to destabilize the stability in Essequibo in that area. Yeah. Um, Google Essequibo for me as well, please. But that's what we're seeing happen over there. Yeah. Now, the reason I want to talk about it is because it's not something that is on the forefront because we're seeing so many different things happen around the world. I'm not trying to say that anything is more or less, yeah. but because I think I've not, I, because this is something that I've looked into so. deeply because my friends are the ones going, we're worried about our families and so on, mm. but then we're not hearing it as much on news outlets. I just wanted to talk about it because th there's, there's so much to discuss yeah, yeah. in the world that you have to pick something that you can at least go, I can talk about this and give it at least a bit of attention, even if it's not someone else's, like what their attention's on. Yeah. Like you, it's so difficult to, um, to have this discussion. All right. Can you see right there, that large bit of that green land there in the middle? Oh, not that. 
Like Greenland there in the middle, right there. Yeah. I know but it's not going to show up. We're not going to show up on screen, but just for those who are listening, you can see Venezuela is quite a big bit just there on the top of South America. Mm. Then you've got that green bit right next to it, the light green side. Yeah. That is uh, Essequibo. Oh, I keep right. saying both, don't I? Essequibo, guy in Essequibo. Yeah. And then next to it, the dark green bit, that is uh, the rest of Guyana. But all of it is currently seen as the borders of Guyana. Mm. And because there's found to be oil there, I just think that what's going on is they're they're saying it's because it's we have right to the land, but also oil. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Money. And it's sad. And I just want to like prayers to to the people of Guyana. I pray that there is uh, a halt to this because... Guyana is a peaceful pe- place. Yeah. Lovely, peaceful people, beautiful culture, beautiful country. <clears throat> yeah. It's got, um, it's a very much a Caribbean kind of community mm. with South American influence as well. It's such rich in culture. It's such rich in beauty. Yeah. And also as well, if Essequibo has got oil and it belongs to Guyana, mm. hey, yo, that's Guyana. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That like countries like that, um, compared to that where we live, are often seen as third world, mm. which isn't a nice thing to hear about these countries where like our like our family, our communities are from. Yeah. But if oil is there, that would bring so much more needed money into the country. Yeah. If other places do mine and then at least give mm. um at least give stipends to people to say, well, we're gonna use your area to mine for oil, yeah. which is rich in. And the benefit you have is one, the work for people that could work at these places to, mm. to gather up oil. Two, if it does, th- then other colonies would have to give money to a place which is considered to be an oil ground. Yeah. It's such a deep-rooted issue. There are some, there are some, there are bits I need to do a bit more research on uh, in regards to who Guyana should have been leaning into support from when it comes to, like, there's like a, um, a conglomeracy that is supposed to protect different communities within the Caribbean that they believe that it shouldn't have been that it shouldn't you shouldn't have had the, these people kind of protect you and there's so many different avenues and angles to this but the idea is is what we're seeing is like in a smaller scale than what we might be seeing in other places mm. or not even smaller a less advertised scale than what we're seeing in other yeah, places no, definitely. is one country trying to annex a large section of another country mm. and we keep seeing stuff like this happening around the world yeah. we keep hearing about ones that are happening to the east of us this is more towards the west mm. and i just wanted to like highlight this because i mean i've got friends and family that have been telling me yo it's deep right now because i've got family in um Essequibo. yeah i've got family in guyana that are worried about what this means and what's to stop as well if venezuela are let themselves go to do that yeah exactly especially What's, if they've got as you say like if they've got like iran oh, or my, like the them. army that like if i google the army comparisons mm. um it's different i'm and i also don't, don't want to say this though i'm not going to sit here and say that the people of venezuela yeah all of them are bad but in terms of the government deciding that they're going to recapture in their eyes, a land that they believe belongs to them yeah. against what is actually a land that is within Guyana borders and just try to claim it as their own with people that live there. Yeah. Come on, man. This is this is something that needs to be spoken about more. So right there, the army size right there is active personnel, 109,000. Now type in Guyanese army size. 3,400. Do you understand? Wow. Do you understand yeah. the, like what I'm saying? Yeah. So the GDF, the Guyanese Defense Force, but like around four thousand people. Yeah. They they you can't go up against an army of one hundred and nine. 
Mm. Even if they send half their army, they're still like 10 times your size. So this is, I mean, we've seen like right now, Britain saying that they're back in um, Guyana as they should, as it's one of their pre previous colonies. USA as well. They need your help and assistance. And I just pray that we see that the attempt to annex that land just get stopped. Yeah. Because it's not something that, one, it just doesn't, like if you're going to try and get a land back by claim, you should go through the right courts to yeah, do that. Definitely, definitely. Not just go in and kick off and then try to remove the people that are in the area. It's a scary thing to see. Yeah. And it needs to stop. So yeah, Britain, who's backing them, I hope they stick with that. Yeah. Um, and I just hope to see some uh, peace happen in these places. There's too much negativity going on in the world. Yeah. It's and enough. we're seeing too many victims for things of which come from places of what is either is greed or anger and rage and while some things are understandable other things just seem to just feel intentionally like evil in yeah. some ways or fashion no i agree so yeah i wanted to get your opinion initially but i've already said all of this stuff no no it's, it's i i told you i want you to read up on it yeah i did i said soon i said we're going to talk do you know i wanted to talk on a podcast about it because mm. as well so many people like post stuff on social media and i think yeah. it's great yeah. there's a page uk uk caribbean community mm -hmm. they're doing so good with posting up bits yeah and letting people know what's going on yeah yeah i like i heard about some stuff going on very briefly in like a passing post mm. but i follow them and they've been really letting people know yeah. this is what's going on. Yeah. I got so much time and respect for that. But then for me, like I, I've reposted some of this stuff in my stories and so on. But mm. I find that my followers will be like, see that, skip, skip, skip. Where's the funny stuff? Yeah, yeah. This platform allows me to have a conversation mm. and give it enough time that we can give details and understanding. Like people listen to the podcast, yeah. probably hear this and go, I didn't know all of this. Mm. No, I didn't even know some of this. You see what I'm saying? In yeah. the detail that is need to be known. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know all of it because it's, there's going to be so much nuance to this that I need mm. to do more research yeah, on. Yeah. But from everything that I have been reading up over the past couple of weeks that this has been happening mm. and also seeing the posts that have been going up, for yeah. me, it's like I want to have the conversation rather than just be the guy that reposts stuff. No, that's good. Yeah. I think if you repost stuff, I think it's great as well. Yeah. But also there's more to it. Mm. There is having this conversation, giving context, understanding there's nuance, trying to get into it yeah. um, a bit more deeper, speaking to you who never even knew much about it until I said something to you. Mm. Then also me putting my hand up and going, well, I didn't know as much until some of my Guyanese friends and family were telling me about some of the stuff that they're seeing happening like from the villages and the, and the towns that they're from yeah. back home. Mm. So yeah, I wanted to do it on the podcast more than I wanted to do it on just posting, especially yeah. when you, like my followers, a lot of them are going to be like, oh yeah, there's enough negativity in the world. Mm. Skip that. Give me the funnies, Ori. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to really touch base and talk about that. And uh, I just want everyone to kind of keep their eyes peeled as to what's going on. Mm. I don't know if there's anything that can be done. If we see, like from Britain said, they're going to back Guyana. Um, if that's what's happening, cool. If they are backing Guyana, if they don't, or they said they're going to, then write in, hold these people accountable that said they're going to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it was Lammy who said it. Check, scroll up, type in David Lammy. David Lloyd, I don't know why that comes up. <laughs> yeah, see right there, of course it would be Lammy. Yeah. So, uh, David Lammy. Scroll up, scroll, no, go right to the top. Right there, David Lamy MP Guyana. 
He's Guyanese himself. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, from Brixton, from Guyana. There we go. Look, read it. Every day I'm inspired by my mother who came to Brixton from Guyana. So yeah, we definitely would have been Lammy who would have said something today. Yeah. When I saw an MP spoke about about it today, yeah. I was thinking it had to be Lammy. So yeah, Lammy spoke. Yeah. Who's Guyanese. So for him, he's going to be feeling it because it's his family that's yeah. back there he's looking yeah, yeah, at yeah. as well. So yeah, from Britain to their, their backing, mm. then cool. If they if you see them waver on that, mm. hold them accountable. Yeah. Just like we're seeing all kinds of protests happening all the time, yeah. hold them accountable. Send messages, contact your local MPs, contact your local council and say, yo, what was going on? Because I want to see that you are going to be supporting this community that can't support themselves. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, man. That's good. Press to, to Guyana. And as somebody who's a believer of the faith, press to Venezuela mm. that whatever is going on over there, because they're going to be people that are against what's going on in Venezuela, oh, yeah, for that sure. they're also heard. Because you're going to get some people internal that are going to be protesting this happening. Mm. Press to them as well. And press to just peace uh, amongst these people that people that rather than all of this negativity because i feel like everything's people are fueling everyone yeah watching what's going on in the world going well if that's going on yeah. yo, let's go and let's yeah if yeah. that's how we get stuff done let's get stuff done now and that's, i don't want to keep seeing that none of us do true but yeah anyway was that the last one or we got more uh that was the last one uh unless you want no, yeah that's the last one no uh, that's cool we'll leave it at that all right uh let's wrap this up before we wrap it up uh, a couple things actually you know what? Yeah. Uh, I should do this in a separate video, but I'm going to do it. No, I'll do another one in a separate video. Yeah. Right now, I'll do this one. Firstly, uh, the merchandise for Ori Styler has come out. Again, I've got new hats. I've been wearing one the whole episode. You can see it on my head. Uh, it's not cold in here. I just wanted you lot to see the merch. Um, I've got caps as well, uh, trucker caps um, that you can buy. And I've also got the hoodies. I'm not wearing a hoodie today because it's been too hot in the studio for that. Hoodies are available. Uh, hats are available. OriStyler.co.uk. Also the tour, orystyler.co.uk uh, for the tickets on the tour. We added six more dates. Did I add them when you were away? Yeah. Friday. Yeah. So let me do the proper announcement about that and let people know what time it is <laughs> when it comes to that tour. I will read these out to you. So we have sold out of the Brighton show on the 1st of February. Uh, we are nearly sold out of the show in Wellenborough and Coventry. I think they might be sold out now, actually, which is in February. Reading show sold out from early. Birmingham show is like in the last 15% of tickets. Uh, where else are we? Um, Glasgow and Edinburgh, nowhere near sold out. Do me a favor and buy some tickets. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bristol's near sold out um, as well. Maidstone is near sold out. We get to May, the two London shows. The first one sold out. The second one is, uh, we are like two thirds of the way sold on that second one. And that's May. We have to add another one if we have to. And we added some more dates. June the 14th, Cambridge. June the 15th, Northampton. We moved the Northampton show that we had in April because of the show in Northampton. They're doing some renovating in the venue, I believe. All right, so... Uh, my show had to be moved, which I'm fine for. But what we've done, because that was nearly sold out as well, we've gone to the bigger room. We've gone to from the small room to the big, big room at the Royal and Durham Gate. So make sure you check that out as well. Tickets are available for Northampton. Norwich, we're doing Norwich Playhouse, we're doing Brighton Comedia. We're doing Crawley. So I, listen, that's as close to Croydon as I could have got. got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Crawley. That's, I ain't getting no closer to Croydon. I did Brighton before and people were like, what about Croydon? I said, I don't know about that one. <laughs> They said, yeah, come Croydon. I said, I don't know about that one. He said, brother, come Croydon or we'll do something. I said, all right, fine, we'll go Croydon. <laughs> uh, we also got another Reading show as well uh, at the South Street Arts Centre. First one sold out, second one's available. 
More dates may be added. In fact, no, let me say that. More dates are going to be added, but I can't announce them yet. But there is some uh, great news that's going to be happening. I will say the word in, <laughs> and then I will say ter, and then I'll say the word national, and then I'll say uh, Bruce Lee's surname, which is Lee. Put those all together, <laughs> and you figure out what I'm saying when I'm saying about <laughs> other things that are going on. Uh, but yeah, check those dates out. Auristyler.co.uk. Uh, and also, what else am I uh, pushing? I don't even know. The Christmas crack up is sold out. Is it? Sold yeah, out man. Christmas crack up sold out. Shout out to my boy Greg Berman uh, from the US of A by way of Ukraine. Comedian who's from Ukraine, but he lives in the uh, USA. Mm. He's coming to perform at the show as well. Nice. He's in town. He said he'll jump on. Yep. I might try and get him on the podcast. If you don't move the dates that we record yep. them. Sorry. <laughs> thank you, Trudge. <laughs> Uh, might get him up here as well. He's he's in London for the month. I'm gonna see if I can get him to to take the trip up to to our little uh, our little village here. Yep, nice. Um, <laughs> after that, for now, the preview shows have been good. Next preview shows in January the 25th. Uh, so close to the tour, you can either come to the preview show. It's in London. If you don't want to come to that, come to the London shows. There, they're sold out. I'm I'm happy. This tour's coming together nicely. We're doing really, really well. Shout outs to my team at Live Nation for helping me get this tour sold out. Shout outs to Ebden Management as well. They've been really putting up with like, have me tell Ori, can you get this done? Yeah, we'll do. And get this, I'm, mate, I'm tired. <laughs> Scripts and all that. Oh, well, shout out to the team for the, we did a pilot yesterday for your part of the problem. BBC Radio 4 sketch show, which is going to be phenomenal. Uh, it's had some great people on there. Me, um, Abby, uh, Clark, Lola Rose, Lola Rose Maxwell, Ed Jones, Stephen Buchanan, we're the voices on there. Shouts to Gwen Davies, uh, to the writers as well. Cody, are you all of you are great, man. Um, it was just a dope recording yesterday. And we did that. That'll be out soon for you to hear. Mate, I don't know, man. I got to go to hospital, don't I? So oh, yeah, yeah. Checking my wrist is broken. That's my bad. I'm sorry. Nah, it's all right. It's better that you told me that than, than leave me hanging and I just think I think it's okay. That's true. All right, let's sign out of this. Uh, you can follow me at Ori Styler, A-U-R-I-E-S-T-Y-L-A. You can follow Trudge at... Sam Trudge. Uh, or you can probably wait and see if there's any You've Been Frame reruns. So, you know. There better not be. <laughs> and also... Uh, yeah, uh, keep supporting, following Respectfully Podcast uh, on Respectfully Pod on Instagram. Uh, we're going to sign out. Take care, look after yourself and don't do what Donna did to his son for the money. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, look, love your kids. That's, that's the message for today. We're out. Peace. <laughs>